Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Three counties. It's good to be here. I just want to start out by saying thanks everybody for coming. You are 6'7". Your dad is 5'11". What happened? Uh, you know, I guess it's my mom's genetics. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad I didn't get stuck with the short side. Mallet under center this time. Play fake, rolling right, wants to throw, looking for Williams. Now into the end zone. The pass is complete. Touchdown, Arkansas. Joe Adams in the back of the end zone for 18 yards, and the Hogs are on top. Yeah, when I transferred um, from Michigan, the you know, the institution, and I feel like the state just embraced me and said, you know, we'll take you uh, and let you go to school here and let you play. And uh, I felt like just playing one year uh, in the system and then leaving wasn't very, it wasn't fair to my team, it wasn't fair to the fans. You know, and, and that's just ethically, that's how I was brought up. Mallet from the shotgun, looking toward the middle of the end zone. Now he's going to run at the five. Touchdown, Arkansas! You know, Ryan Mallet found yeah. an open field, Keith. Man, we're excited. Uh, you know, last year we didn't make a ball, and this year we, we turned it around. Uh, we we got to go win the game. Uh, that's what we're, you know, working to do, and that's what we start doing today is putting together a game plan to, to go get a win. Mallet's going to throw downfield, complete to Kobe at midfield. Breaks a tackle. Hamilton's at the 40, the 30, the 20. Kobe at the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas! Wow! Touchdown, Arkansas on the final play of the half. Unbelievable! 80 yards and a touchdown! And who said six seconds didn't count? You know, they're not cheering for me. They're cheering for the guys out there with the Razorback uniforms on. And, you know, I've said in the past, we got the greatest fans in the nation. You can see that every Saturday when you come into to Reno Stadium or if you go down to War Memorial, you'll see where the best fans in America are. And, and I feel like they're here. Mallet's in the shotgun. Ryan gets the snap, wants to throw. He's looking deep. He's got Joe! Touchdown, Arkansas! Adams at the goal line holds it in and on fourth and three the hogs hit him for 39 live from the hogs meat market studios this is out of bounds with john neighbors every time you put a mic in my face i'm gonna say arkansas and joe franklin we won't go into shell we won't go into attack mode because that's what's required on 1037 the buzz welcome in out of bounds here on 1037 the buzz I'm John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Hope everybody's having a, a great Wednesday. I know it's a wide-open Wednesday. We're going to have a lot to talk about today, uh, especially having some various guests and going in through a lot of the topics. But as what's been talked about here on this station and 103.7 The Buzz and throughout the day, as well as throughout the state of Arkansas, is... Kind of a state of mourning right now, and if you've sure heard by now that Ryan Mallett, former Razorback quarterback, great, arguably the greatest Razorback quarterback of all time, announced yesterday that he had passed away at the age of 35 after a drowning incident there in the Florida Gulf Coast and in the beach there in the Destin area. Uh, we're starting to see some details emerge from some of the things from it, and I know we'll we'll talk about it, but just uh, reflecting on this and Looking back and and everything, Joe, I I know that you know, it's just there's nothing you can say that can bring you know either some sort of solace to any of his family members, which our thoughts and prayers are with uh, with them and his girlfriend and everybody that is close with Ryan. But uh, it's just hard to you know kind of put in perspective and put into words just how tragic this is with Ryan no longer being with us and a guy that. Um, you know, I knew from the U of A, me and him are the same age. We went to school together at the U of A. And I'm not saying that we were best friends by any stretch, but definitely had a, a friendship. And when I got this news yesterday, I feel like I was just like everybody else, just absolutely devastated, absolutely devastated. And that's not something that we wanted to start the show off with today. But, um, you know, it's it's very unfortunate and just a very sad day for Razorback Nation out there. People have the football memories of Ryan Mallett and seeing him on the field, the talent that was there. But anybody that came into contact with him, you have a story also because he was that type of person that was outgoing. And if you ever had a conversation with him, it was uh, always a good conversation, fun conversation. He was somebody that was really fun to be around. And you would always remember the time that you were around Ryan Mallett. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He had a larger than life personality. And 
He was a guy that, when he walked into a room, he kind of commanded attention. Of course, his six foot seven, two hundred thirty pound frame helped that. But you know, he he just had a, an aura around him, and I know that people have different stories that they remember or different memories that they have of how great he was when he was in that Razorback uniform and everything. But uh, to just know him and, and to see him in his element was awesome. I mean, it like that's the thing. I think Joe Klein talked about it on the zone today. And something that I, I, I can echo and, and just agree with full-heartedly that any time that you saw Ryan out and about or if he was at an event or whatever, you know, he always took pictures with everybody. He always signed autographs. He always, you know, talked with kids. He, he, you know, especially when the connection there was football, which I know that there was more to him than that, but he loved football so much and it just took so much of his life when it was not only his playing days, but then going into coaching at Whitehall and, and, and all the things that he's dealt with. Putting it all together, football was life for Ryan Mallett. And any time that you got him in those moments and in dealing with those events, whether it was with kids, young age, or teenagers, or whoever, he always did whatever he could to, to talk to him and to, to encourage him and to just be a, a really cool guy that uh, I know kids and, and everybody really looked up to and you know just knowing that he was a great football player, but he he loved it. He loved football, and he loved being able to be there for people who you know needed help in the in the game. He liked to coach it. He liked to teach. He liked everything. But you know, just to know him and to see him in those elements uh, was truly special. Where he, he he had some confidence. He had some cocky, cockiness to him, like he just did. But he never let that get in the way of uh, doing what was right when it came to his relationships and his friendships and dealing with a lot of his fans, too. He said he always knew he wanted to be a coach, too, once his playing career was over. So we know he had great career at Arkansas. He went on to the NFL to play for the Patriots, Texans, and Ravens. And then he also, just a couple of years ago, played in the Spring League, which that has become some of those teams that were in the Spring League have spread into the XFL and USFL. So he, he played football just a couple of years ago in 2021. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, again, it was his life, and he was so good at it, too. You know, when you look back on, say, just some of his highlights when he was at the University of Arkansas, which, in my opinion, he's the greatest quarterback to ever play at Arkansas, but that's not a debate that we need to have today. But going back and watching those highlights, seeing his ability to throw the ball you know, a million yards was always impressive. But there are people that can do that but still may not be as high quality of a quarterback, especially that he was at the college level and then even playing in the NFL. He had a great mind on him, just a great football mind, a football IQ. I've talked to several of his former teammates in, uh, just over the past 24 hours, and one of them was actually Travis Swanson, who we had on last week, who played center and uh, f- uh, with Mallet and was on the same team for him, uh, with him for a bit. And he told me that he played, that Travis played in the NFL. He played with various players and various quarterbacks. He said the, the smartest and brightest mind when it came to the game of football as a player was Ryan Mount, and it wasn't close. He said that he just got it. You know, there's guys that have to learn and get kind of pulled along. But he's like, he just, as soon as he walked in, he understood everything. He understood where people needed to be, how they needed to be, and, and everything. So to see those highlights and to see how good he was, yeah, he had a great crew around him. Yeah, he had a great team. He had a great coach in Petrino that was able to put him in that position to be successful. But you could just tell that that football thing, not only was he really good at it, but he had a strong love and a strong passion for it as well. Bobby Petrino is somebody that's known uh, to make quarterbacks better, the ones that he, uh, he has there in the system that he runs, make the quarterbacks better. But Ryan Mallett, the reason that relationship was so good from the beginning, not only did he have the talent, but he did have that football knowledge. So... Coach Petrino, we know him to be a hard-nosed coach and kind of uh, one of those guys that's going to get after you. You really didn't see him getting after Ryan Mallett because Ryan Mallett was somebody that made it easy for him. And also, Ryan, we know he started his career at Michigan, and then he came to Arkansas. And here's uh, Ryan talking about how he became a Razorback. When I decided to leave, it, it was a tough decision um, for, at first because the coaches that recruited me, they were, they were great guys and great, and great people and great coaches. But then, you know, things changed and I had to leave. And, and my first options, really, it wasn't Arkansas because of what was going on. And, and what was going on at the time ended. 
So, you know, I called Coach Horton up because my uncle had played for his dad at UCA, and I said, uh, are y'all at the, the complex? He was like, it was a Thursday, and they can't, at that time, they couldn't talk to recruits on Thursday, and I was considered a recruit. And, and I was like, oh, I'm about an hour away. He was like, what? I was like, I'm about an hour away. He's like, can I, and I said, can I stop by? He was like, well, not today. And I was like, well, I'm stuck here. And then I, I had uh, neighbors from when I had lived up here. I went to stay with them and then came back on Friday. My parents met me up here, and after that, the rest is history. That's awesome. I didn't write it. I guess I hadn't heard that clip in a long time, but uh, you know that, that just knowing the the journey that he went on and that decision that he made is, and then the story behind it too. That's yeah, that's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible how, how all that played out the way that it did for him too. And the timing of it, it was good for him that he did have somebody to stay with and he was able to stick around because he made that that trip there, and he wanted to get the ball rolling as soon as they could. Well, he he got the ball rolling, man, and you know to see. The outpouring amount of people that have, on social media or whatever, have paid tribute to Ryan Mallett is pretty incredible. Because that's the thing is, you know, we, we're here in the Arkansas, and, you know, I grew up here in Arkansas. and grew up a Razorback fan, went to the U of A, and sometimes, you know, we can get stuck in a little bubble in Arkansas. We're like, okay, well, it means something to us. It's devastating to us. But does that mean that anybody outside the state even cares and that wasn't the case with Ryan because the amount of people that commented on this. Uh, I saw Greg McElroy, for instance, from, from the SEC Network, played at Alabama, comment on it. Mark Ingram, former Heisman winner, commented. Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a post about it. Snoop Dogg had a post about it. Oh, they had, uh, they had mean, a famous picture that's yeah, floating around. Like that, and, and that's awesome. That is awesome. And I love the fact that it's it's not just where okay well you know it happened here here's a little sad thing or a retweet or whatever and you move on like these are people that like talked about and impacts and stories that they had because even Snoop Dogg said that uh, became friends after the concert in Arkansas and so just knowing the wide range impact that this has had not only on people in the game of football not only in college but in the NFL but also even outside the game of football. Uh, is is truly special, and I think that that's what as, as heartbreaking as it was for me yesterday. Like I still, I've been getting teary eyed and choking up for the past uh, however long I've, I've still was yesterday when we found out. It's been tough, it's been rough, and you know, I think that that's what's helped at least me, and you know, being able to not just mourn his passing, but to in celebrate his life and celebrate who he was is seeing the amount of people that he impacted in some way. And, and everybody has said nothing but positive things about him. I know that, you know, he always had his, his uh, struggles in life, and, you know, everybody does. But for everyone to remember him for the guy he was, not just the player, but also the person that he was, is truly a special thing, especially when you talk about the amount of special people out there that meant so much to him. When Ryan first got to Arkansas, also, he was there for spring football and uh of course they wanted to get to know him and all he could do was talk about teammates and the impact that they were having it was okay you know we're going out there every day and getting better and that's what we're looking for you know we don't want to regress we want to progress and that's what we're doing now davis is a beast he's a tough guy and uh that's what we need and broger i think i think all the running backs ran the ball good they were all lowering their shoulder and just just punishing people da made a good run at the very at the end you know of the scrimmage just everybody thought he was down and he just kept pumping his feet and we got to make those plays to, to win a lot of ball games man yeah he's team first in every turn and you know we also uh, played in the intro just some of his clips of, um, you know, he, he was asked about when he decided to come back for another year at Arkansas after the 09 season because there was speculation he'd move on to the NFL. One and done. He, yeah. he had the ability to do that. Oh, yeah. He was that good. And when he held a press conference, which is just crazy back then, they had actual press conferences when these announcements were made instead of, you know, just tweeting it out or whatever. Uh, but there was a press conference that was held, and, and he talked about, you know, the reasons and made some things he needed to work on as a quarterback to get ready for that next level. And one of the things that he was asked about was just, you know, the fans and, you know, how, what's been the reaction you've seen from the fans and knowing that you're coming back and everything. And, you know, the first thing he said, he's like, man, they're not cheering for me. It's like they're cheering for these guys that are out here. You know, the guys with the Razorback on their helmet. It's like they're cheering for them. And I was like, man, that's for a guy that maybe on 
like unfortunately and uh, shouldn't have been labeled a lot of times as an arrogant jerk or you know sometimes just because people who didn't know him or maybe just saw how he handled himself and thought that was the case for that to be his first response where he's like man they're not cheering for me as a as a one player well, even he though, got it yeah he's like they're cheering for all of us because we have that Razorback on our helmet because we're here in the state of Arkansas. And, you know, you mentioned about him transferring from Michigan. A lot of people forget, you know, that he was at Michigan for one year. But I also look at it as, you know, he could have gone anywhere else. He could have pro- he would have been a starter at any other program in the country for the most part and in college and uh, would have been a great player for so many different teams. But he chose to come back to Arkansas. And it wasn't because he got offered a bunch of NIL money. You know, it wasn't because of uh, him just being like a game manager and had surrounded by talent and that's what made him look good. It's like he wanted to be a Razorback. He wanted to come home. This is the team he grew up with and the team he loved, and he loved this place so much that even after his playing days were over in the NFL, where'd he come back? To the state of Arkansas to try to coach, in which he was doing there. Uh, had a few jobs, but most recently at Whitehall. This guy loved the state of Arkansas, and he loved the Razorbacks, and that cannot be questioned in any regard. Here's a part of those comments, and uh, it does tie into the same ones that are in the open, but just for those that may have missed it at the time here's ryan mallet on returning to arkansas for a second season first and foremost i uh, promised my mom i was going to graduate and i'm on track to do that and then uh secondly i felt like i owed it to the state you know they they accepted me when i transferred from michigan um and just playing one year and then leaving just wasn't you know i didn't find it ethically right to do Hmm. you don't hear that ever not not anymore and i'm not saying it's a bad thing now but for him to have that mentality where it's like my mom wanted me to graduate and I feel like I owed it to the state of Arkansas. He didn't owe anyone anything. Like He didn't owe his career in football to the state of Arkansas or to Razorback fans. Sometimes we get selfish like that, but for him to have that, that personality and that idea of why he's coming back where he's like, I owed it to the fans. Again, just shows you the love and passion that he had for being here and playing football here and representing the state of Arkansas. Like that's that's a clip that if you're gonna if you want to know about Ryan Mallett and want to know about his his whole his whole thing when it comes to his being a teammate and being the guy he is, just listen to that clip and I'm sure it'll tell you everything that you need to know. Everything you need to know. And uh, as we mentioned, you know he was coaching at Whitehall. Jarius Wright, former teammate, he was uh, on a part of the staff and. Now he's at Sylvan Hills as an assistant coach, but initially he's there as a volunteer at Whitehall. And here's Ryan Mallett on Jarius Wright being a part of Whitehall. Uh, it's pretty easy. You know, that's my boy. <laughs> and so, you know, we're getting all his stuff, you know, taken care of. We're, you know, we'll hire him here eventually. Right now he's volunteering. So, um, you know, it's it's been good for the kids. Now, you got to understand, these kids were... I don't even know if they were little when we were playing because yeah. they're like, who is this? <laughs> they said it about me. So I was like, don't worry about it. You know, just just listen to me. So it's it's funny watching, like, the kids because when he talks, like, they're just, you know, listening to everything he says. So it's it's been really fun. Yeah. And there were clips yesterday circulating showing him working with some of the players at Whitehall and still showing off that arm and even throwing a behind-the-back pass where mm. he hit the receiver right there put the ball right on him, throwing the ball behind his back. Yeah, he just had a skill set. He had a skill set to where uh, he was able to, even today, you know, still love being a part of it and uh, could do all these different tricks. I remember one time, I don't know if there was ever a video of it, but it's always the thing that he could, he could, you know, be on his knees and just with his arm strength alone, throw the ball over 60 yards, just on, on his knees because he was that talented and had it, where he wasn't, a, like, known for his athleticism or known for his speed, is literally just his, his arm strength and what was upstairs in his head. So, I mean, that just made him, again, even more iconic the more and more you think, think about it and uh, just the, the way that he approached the game and the way he approached uh, having not only uh, the coaching mind, because his dad was a coach, but also uh, bringing in like Jarius Wright, for instance, and keeping that connection there and uh, trying to help each other out. Another in-state kid here from, the, from Arkansas that... You know, wanted to be a coaching thing too. He just had it all in front of him. I think that's the one of the most disappointing things about it all is last time I chatted with Mallet, which was less than two months ago. Um, you know, compared to where it was in college, you know, he was just so excited. He was so excited about the direction he was going and uh, what he was doing. And I think that that's uh, 
that's the unfortunate part about it is just um you know with all the stuff he went through and what he did he he was so happy of where he was going and what he was doing that he was proud of it he was proud of it and felt like he really really figured it out and so i mean that's just adds to the tragedy of it all is that he he had something really good going for him and I know that you know everybody again is is having to to deal with this and, and mourn with this, but the community there in Whitehall, as well as his players and and that coaching staff, you know, they they lost uh, not only a coach but a, a mentor and somebody that uh, chose them and wanted to to make them not only better football players but better men too. So they they definitely have a, a lot going through down there in Whitehall in that community as well. Even yesterday, listening to the zone, they were at the Fear, Fearless Friday High School Coaches Golf Tournament. And Ryan Mallett, high school coach at Whitehall, he was, uh, Wes Moore reached out to him to see if he could play, and he told him, and Wes talked about this yesterday, where he told him he couldn't do it this year, but he already wanted to be in and be involved in it next year. Mm, and and that was something that was just said yesterday morning. Yeah, man, it's... Uh... That's that's the it's tough it's tough dealing with it and, and and even talking about it been thinking about it and knowing that you know he had some uh, some really good things going for him and what you know he was even on when I saw I talked to him he was like hey I was like hey you want to come in on the show sometime this summertime you know come in studio and hang out and he was like absolutely let's do it and so it's uh, again it's it's a tough day today but it's also a time where we can celebrate his life and and what he meant to so many people not only. Razorback fans, but just fans of him in general. And that's what uh, we're going to do for a large bit of the show today, is just talk about all the things that he had done and, and what he meant to everybody. So if you got a great memory, if you got a great story, something that you want to say or something you want to share when it comes to honoring the life of Ryan Mallett, then let us hear about it. 501-661-1037 is the number to call or text in. Got the Asher Record Live fan feedback after me on Twitter. I buzz John Neighbors. We'll have a lot more Out of Bounds on a wide-open Wednesday honoring the memory of 1-5 Ryan Mallett. So stay with us. Facility Maintenance Services presents Belinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas, Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. Sports Center. Difficult day for Arkansas football yesterday as former Razorback quarterback and Whitehall High School head football coach Ryan Mallett passed away in Destin, Florida. Mallett died in an apparent drowning incident yesterday once again off the coast of Destin. He played one year for Michigan before transferring to Arkansas. He threw for 7,493 yards in two seasons with the Razorbacks. He is the second all-time leading passer. He also holds the record for single season passing yards and passing touchdowns in Arkansas football history. He spent some time in the NFL before coming back to coaching. Once again, Ryan Mallett has passed away at the age of 35. Honey, look, I just used AI to create this painting. That's great, but it can't go car shopping for us. Let's try it. Best deals on cars near me. The best deals near you are at Quaddy Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. What's it doing? Oh, no. Must terminate COVID era loans and leases. Don't wait for AI to go haywire, because it's already here. This month. Watney Buick GMC is terminating loans and leases made during the COVID era and resetting their pricing with rebates, dealer discounts, and trade assistance. Call 501-945-4444 or see GuatneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Get to Guadney Buick and your current loan or lease will be terminated, terminated, Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for Life. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. 
Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8. 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Mallet's going to throw downfield, complete to Kobe at midfield, breaks a tackle. Hamilton's at the 40, the 30, the 20, Kobe at the 10, to the 5, touchdown Arkansas! Wow! Touchdown Arkansas on the final play of the half! Unbelievable! 80 yards and a touchdown! And who says six seconds didn't count? On 103.7 The Buzz. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds as we're doing our best to honor the memory of former Razorback Ryan Mallett as uh, he was gone too soon, the age of 35. And I know we've uh, kind of given our thoughts and opinions on his passing. And I know we've got some texts that we'll read as well as uh, some uh, phone calls to get to and everything and talking about Ryan and his time at Arkansas. But, man, uh, I actually went back and on on YouTube there is a war machine. His goes as his handle, but uh, he's a, he's also a good friend of mine. But he posts all these highlights of all these Razorback games uh, across the board, just from games you wouldn't even think that exist. And he did have one that he put up a few years ago, or maybe just a couple years ago, of Ryan Mallett himself. And it's a long video because he had a lot of highlights. But uh, just going back and watching that, uh, you almost uh, take for granted just how incredible he was on the field and some of the big moments that he had where, you know, he just, yeah, he wasn't like he was just throwing deep every time. There was a lot of that, but he had precision. He he, he, could, he had accuracy. He could, he could get it right there, where, and he got it there pretty fast because Legend had it, and a lot of the wide receivers had to always change out their gloves because it was getting torn <laughs> up so much because he had such velocity behind it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's cool to see those those highlights and going back and revisiting that time, which was not that long ago, but uh, his, his ability to, to play the quarterback position, man, it's, it's hard to beat what he was able to accomplish, especially what he did at Arkansas in just the two years he was here. Going through the NFL draft process, and especially at that time that Ryan Mallett was going through it, the big deal was sitting down with John Gruden. Oh, yeah. The quarterback camp on ESPN. And uh, so Ryan, he sat down with John Gruden, and uh, here's a bit of their sit down. That's a cannon right there. But you see how clean your pocket is? Yes, sir. So we got to do everything we can to not let the defense get up into your chin. You got me? Yes, sir. So we got to learn more than the normal guy does about protection. You're not going to be Steve Young. You're not, you already said you're not Michael Vick. Yes, sir. That's fine. 
There was plenty. Peyton Manning's doing okay, isn't he? Yeah. Tom Brady ain't bad in the pocket. Yes, sir. I mean, Dan Marino threw for 60,000 yards in about four years. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it is it is funny where he's like, yeah, you're not Michael Vick. No, no, he's not Michael Vick. But, you know, that was, you know, during a time like when Gruden brought up those other quarterbacks. It's like, hey, you, there was success in that. You know, there was success in being able to throw the ball all over the field. And obviously, I'm sure Ballot did not have the NFL career that he wished he would have. But he got opportunities. He started for a few teams and got to learn behind Tom Brady in the very beginning with the Patriots. So, you know, that's, there's no shame in that. Seven years in the NFL, it's a lot more than a lot of quarterbacks could ever get. Most would only just want to get one. And he was there for seven years. So, uh, yeah, I forgot about the Gruden camps with him. And uh, I think it was Cam Newton that was in there, too. That was, that was quite the... Quite the draft class in, in quarterbacks because, you know, obviously Cam was changing the game, drafted number one overall, but uh, you had some really good players coming out of that class that year, from especially from the SEC in the football His side. NFL career altogether was 11 seasons because he played for the Patriots, the That's Ravens, right. and Texans. And uh, Ryan Mella had a couple of comments after his first start with the Texans. And so, um, of course, you know, there was some excitement because they saw the big arm, saw the talent that was there. It feels good. I mean, it made the four years worth it. The wait worth it. Um, couldn't ask for a better start off to my, I guess, my career. I guess you could say uh, I got the win. But you know, now we're 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 on to Cincinnati. <laughs> so that was something he picked up with the Patriots. But first NFL start had some success there, and they were excited about it. But yeah, like you said, it's uh, it was just the beginning of everything. And then he went on to talk about um, it's only one game. It's one game. I mean, yeah, it's a start in the NFL, but hey, it's one game, man. I mean, it didn't win us a championship. It didn't lose this championship. We got to win and win the win column. So next week's the same thing. We got to do that, do that again. Man. So he had that Patriots mindset. Yeah, I mean, took he, it with him. Picked it up pretty quickly too, of uh, uh, taking it one game at a time and on to Cincinnati. Yeah, perfectly timed there too. Uh, we've had a few people that are texting in on our text line. Again, if you want in on it, five zero one six six one one zero three seven. Uh, Curtis and Greenbrier says, I remember going to the Hill and watch Ryan be awesome, but we always got there and he would have his headphones walking the perimeter of the field while bouncing the end of the football off the grass and it would land right back in his hands over and over. It used to be so entertaining to me. And I remember that. And uh, he he would just, it was a weird thing of how he did it. And I'm sure that uh, there may be a video of it, but yeah, he would, it, it just with one hand, just throw it down almost like, not a spike, but just almost like he was yo-yoing it. And it would just pop right back up perfectly. And while he was walking too, I was like, I, man, I, I don't even know if I could throw a football and walk at the same time. He's over here just like doing this crazy trick thing and walking around and doing it. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great memory there, Curtis. Uh, also, uh, Matt and Bryant says uh, the play right before halftime against LSU was epic, not going to lie. The better actual throw from Mallet to Hamilton was the 85-yard touchdown pass earlier in the second quarter. Threw it on a rope about eight feet off the ground. Hit him in stride in the sidelines and went about 20 to 25 yards downfield. And Kobe never broke stride and took it to the house. I was at that game, and the hug shared between total strangers is something I'll finally remember. <laughs> uh, and the arm of 1-5 provided a lot of joy to Hawk fans in the two years of wearing the uniform. So, yeah, that was uh, that was probably, I don't even think probably, too, as far as games overall go, that uh, Razorback game in L- against LSU here in Little Rock in 2010. It's hard to beat that one, knowing if you win it, you go to the Sugar Bowl against the LSU Tigers, who are number five, and some of the great plays from Mallet and also uh, Kobe Hamilton, Nile Davis, and the back and forth they had in that game. Uh, it's hard to beat that type of performance in that type of game and that type of atmosphere, too. The reason 80 yards stands out is the situation. It's right before halftime, only a few seconds on the clock, and the thought is they're going to go out and kneel on the ball and take it to the locker room and go to halftime. But uh, Ryan Mallett talked about this actually at the Little Rock Touchdown Club where he said that he and Coach Petrino, when he goes to the sideline during a timeout, he said that, and Coach Petrino has talked about it also, that they kind of went back and forth on it, and they decided we're going to take a shot here. And Ryan Mallett said as soon as he heard that we're taking a shot, he's like, oh, for real, Coach? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, the play worked to perfection. Yeah, it worked out uh, absolutely perfectly. And uh, was the second 80-plus yard touchdown pass between Mount and Kobe uh, for that game, too. And, and speaking of Petrino, because I know we're going to go to the phone lines, but uh, Coach Petrino, who's been known as not exactly uh, the most emotional person of all time, uh, but has had his moments too. He put out this statement last night, and this one got to me. 
because uh, uh, Coach Petrino is now the uh, offense coordinator there at Texas A&M. He says, quote, I am heartbroken to hear the passing of one of the greatest competitors I've had the privilege of coaching. Not only was Ryan a great leader and teammate on the field, he was thoughtful and a generous person off the field as well. Personally, I know how much he loved being a hog. And along with thousands of others, we will always remember fourth and three in Little Rock against LSU when he made the perfect pass to Joe to seal the win. My heart goes out to his family and all of Hog Nation tonight. Gone but never forgotten. May you rest in peace, buddy. We love you. So, And also uh, on Morning Mayhem, Coach Petrino, Bobby Petrino, he's on there. And he said when he first saw the pass, he thought it was overthrown, but then realized that hit Kobe Hamilton in stride, and he was able to outrun everyone. Oh, yeah. He, he had the those wide receivers that Mount was throwing to, man. They had some, some speed on them and some, some greatness to them. And so, yeah, just great to watch those highlights and remember those moments there, too. Let's go to the phone lines. We got uh, Brian, who's in Redfield. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. It, it, it's a sad day. Reminds me of when Paul passed away. I think that I'm missing somebody. I hope I ain't. But uh, it's just hearing the highlights and everything just makes you think back. And uh, uh, one of the greatest atmosphere. I've been going to games a long time. The greatest atmosphere for a, a game I, I, I ever went to was uh, Quinn Grovey and Andre Ware, Chuck Witherspoon back in Little Rock way back. And then, you know, I've, I've been there for a lot of great plays, the, the, the Joe Adams punt return and everything, but Ryan Mallett was part of the loudest single play that I've heard at, ever in the history of any of the games I've ever been to. And the, don't get me wrong, the Kobe Hamilton play before halftime, I was there for that game. That that was a great play, and, and, and we've heard the clip. And maybe you've played this clip that I'm about to reference, but uh, the loudest single play I've ever heard in Razorback history was the third play of the Alabama game where he hit Ronnie Wingo on a wheel route. And uh, that shook the stadium. I don't know if you guys have that clip, or maybe you've played it already. I caught the tail end of the beginning of the show. and of that, but I didn't hear it. But the, uh, if you could pull that play up, that that's probably the the greatest play, the biggest moment, the loudest play that I've ever heard, ever been a part of. And uh, I, my condolences go out to the family, and uh, may he rest in peace. And if you could pick up that play, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, we can get that play for you. Uh, I know it's in our system. We can get that, and we'll probably play it on the other side of the break since we're going to be up against it here in a bit. But uh, I can I can vouch for uh, what uh, Brian said, too, because that Alabama game in 2010, even though Arkansas lost it, uh, I was in the student section in the front row, and we camped out all week for that game because I was the defending champs. Alabama, number one in the country with Greg McElroy, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, Julio Jones coming into Fayetteville. Arkansas had just beaten Georgia on the road with the Child's Please play. And Arkansas was number 10 in the country. And everybody, it was just, it was a fever pitch the week leading up to it. And that, uh, you had the kickoff, which uh, was returned by, uh, Mar- I think it was Mardrakis Humphreys, I think was his name, or Mardrakis something. But it, then they had the play to Jarius Wright that went for a big play, and then the Ronnie Wingo real route. I still have yet to hear a louder moment in Razorback football history than that one. And that was before they enclosed the stadium. So, uh, yeah, that was an incredible play, a very memorable play. That was a game that you go into against Alabama with confidence and thinking that the, Ar- the Razorbacks are going to win that game. Now, it didn't result that way where they ultimately lost, but you don't always go into games against Alabama with confidence thinking that the Razorbacks are going to win this one or that it's even going to be a competitive game or that they really have a, a real chance of winning. But that was one that everybody went in thinking, we're going to win this game. We're going to beat Bama, bring, bring that streak to an end. Oh, yeah. And, and it was a great game. Arkansas had to lead the lead in the majority part of the game, but it uh, just didn't happen. But it's just, you had that confidence, though. You had the confidence because you had a quarterback like Ryan Mallett, and you had a team around him, and you had Bobby Petrino. You had it all together that you thought this could be the one because that's what he was able to provide. Back-to-back years of 10-2, and two, it's pretty dadgum good. we got more Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday coming up next. 
sports fans and trivia fans, listen up. Brewskies is bringing sports trivia to Thursday nights. Every Thursday at 7 p.m., come play sports trivia at the best sports bar in town. 22-ounce draft beer specials and $2 Plinko shots keep you from being thirsty, with plenty of pub grub options to keep you from being hungry, too. Arrive early and take advantage of the happy hour specials and stick around after trivia for the Thursday night karaoke party. So come check out all the new sports trivia every Thursday at 7 p.m. at Brewskies, your home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. On your way to the Little Rock Airport this morning, while you're away, we're pampering your car. We can fix or replace your windshield, even help file the insurance claim. Imagine returning home to a car that has been washed and detailed, plus had an oil change, brake inspection, even a tire rotation. And if you return to a dead battery or a flat tire, we're there to get you back on the road. Fast, secure parking for less than municipal airport parking. Expressway Airport Parking, left of the airport entrance. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's the Ranger and Mercury Firecracker Blowout Sale. Going on now at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Check out the Regency 230 LE3 Sport with 250 Mercury Verado and get up to $10,000 in savings. Or try the Ranger 520R with Mercury 250 Pro XS and up to $5,000 inflation discount. And a free cover on the spot financing. Buy today, play today. Available now up to July 4th at all six Bradford Marina Day TV statewide locations. Your authorized Ranger dealer. Your change can help families of hospitalized children at Ronald McDonald House. Just ask to round up for RMHC when you place your order anytime you're at McDonald's. This way, families of critically ill children can stay at Ronald McDonald House at no cost while their child is receiving life-saving care at a local hospital. All of that change stays right here in Little Rock. So next time you're at McDonald's, ask to round up to RMHC, and you'll be leaving with so much more than just a meal. Every day, we do one thing. And we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. When you call Blackman Auctions to sell your assets, you begin a multi-point plan to get the highest value possible. Each auction takes 30 to 45 days of planning and strategic marketing for your real estate, your equipment, and your assets. You've worked hard for your property, and it deserves more than a sign in the yard or a post on the Internet. Sometimes marketing is more than just a commercial with a great-sounding spokesman. Call me. Let me come up with a plan to tell your story and turn your assets into money. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Mallets in the shotgun. Ryan gets the snap, wants to throw. He's looking deep. He's got Joe. Touchdown, Arkansas. Adams at the goal line, hauls it in. And on fourth and three, the Hogs hit him for 39. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing this 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Get $2,000 off in-stock 2023 Equinox, up to $7,500 off Silverados, and that's when financing with when, when you trade in a 2009 or newer 
So if you make a trade-in, you bring in a 2009 or newer vehicle, you'll get $7,500 off that Silverado. 5.9% is available for 72 months when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Everything new is low as 699 through GM Financial. Pre-owns, they're good enough for mom. They're not going to put you in a vehicle they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll get to what's trending in the world of sports as well as continuing on remembering Ryan Mallett, the former Razorback quarterback, tragically passed at the age of 35 yesterday. Uh, and uh, also Curtis Wilkerson is going to join us at uh, on the other side of the break because there is some basketball news that uh, we'll have to dive into. But uh, we were asked about the, uh, the play from 2010, Alabama, Ronnie Wingo, wheel route. Well, here you go. What an opening play for Arkansas. That's a gain of 31. Now out of the spread, here's Mallet back for the second time. He's got a man wide open. It's Ronnie Wingo, number 20. Scoots in and for the touchdown, Arkansas. My goodness. Well, Georgia held them to three plays. Alabama only took two plays for Ryan Mallet to score. for the extra point. We played 50 seconds. It's 7-0. Well, this is a total bust for the Alabama defense. There's the back. He's just going to wheel out. The receiver comes in, and Alabama does not cover a miscommunication. Somehow, Alabama, one guy's playing man, and the rest are playing zone. Let me show you one more time. So that was uh, on the CBS broadcast, but uh, something you don't hear very often. Uh, Bama defensively had a breakdown, and uh, Mount was able to throw it right there to Wingo wide open. And I forgot what the guy's name was that was the cor- that was the defensive back that got drafted in the first round that uh, was the one that broke it. It wasn't because Claiborne was the one that played for LSU, right? Maurice Claiborne, or was he yes, Alabama? Yeah, he played for LSU. Okay, so i got to remember who it was. But either way, you're talking about a great defensive secondary and a great defensive back that had a breakdown. So, yeah, that was the play that it was uh, It was pretty loud. It was pretty loud there in Razorback Stadium that day for sure. Uh, we will continue on with uh, the memories and the, the messages and everything with uh, Ryan Mallett, but we know that there's some other things going on in the world of sports, so let's talk about what's trending in it. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? few things going on, but also some Arkansas basketball news, as we mentioned, we'll talk with Curtis Wilkerson about, but the SEC-ACC schedule officially got released because we know that's the new challenge this year. It's no longer SEC Big 12. They're doing the SEC-ACC challenge, and they always feel like, ah, who's Arkansas going to get? Well, guess what? They got Duke. They got the Duke Blue Devils in Bud Walton Arena. I don't think you could get anything better than that, and that's what's going to be happening this upcoming basketball season. It's a little bit differently because before it would also occur in the middle of the conference slate. This time it's going to be played on November 29th on a Wednesday at 8.15 tip as the Duke Blue Devils will be coming in. These two teams have never met in the regular season as far as on a on a home court. So this is going to be the first time that they've ever done that. But uh, how about that matchup with Arkansas and Duke? If you're a basketball fan, you already got you're already excited about the season, but knowing that you get to welcome in the historic Blue Devils back into Bud Walton Arena for the first time ever is going to be legendary. That's going to be interesting during the week because usually the challenge games happen on the weekend, on Saturday, and so uh, it'll be interesting the type of crowd that'll be there. But during the week, middle middle of the week, it'll be packed out. Oh man, it's 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 a next level type of game that that's going to be expected. Some other games of note though from that SEC ACC challenge, you got. Tennessee 
actually taking on North Carolina there in Chapel Hill. You have Texas A&M against Virginia. You have Virginia Tech at Auburn. You also have Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame at South Carolina, Miami at Kentucky. So they welcome in the, the Miami Hurricanes there. Uh, Clemson goes to Alabama, and Syracuse goes to LSU. So a few uh, notable games there. And uh, what's nice is every team, there's no teams getting left out this time. Every team gets to play an ACC opponent there. And uh, I don't think without question, Arkansas, maybe besides say, Tennessee and North Carolina, but those are the two matchups I think are going to be the most excited about from the conference. It's good to get into something different. It's been Big 12 for a while and now ACC, so it'll be be a nice refresher and something, a new challenge, and especially going against Duke where Arkansas just played them in the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago, but we know the most famous game, Arkansas won the 94 National Championship against Duke. It won't happen, but I would love to see if Nolan could go to the game and then if Coach K could fly into the game and then have some sort of like thing at halftime and, or like on the court. I know it won't happen, but it'd be really cool if that happened, though. Uh, some other news. Uh, in the NFL, this is uh, pretty significant because we know the gambling has been an ongoing topic, but a handful of NFL players, including Indianapolis Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers, are expected to receive season-long suspensions this week for violating the NFL's policy on gambling, this is according to Adam Schefter. Apparently, Rogers is the subject of a league investigation into possible violations of the league's gambling policy and including possible bets placed on Colts games, and there could be some pretty serious and substantial repercussions from this as well. So huge news in the NFL dealing with the gambling side of things. And you have to know better than that as a player. You have to be careful as far as how you engage with some of the wagering, but definitely we know that that's something that everybody knows. You don't gamble on your own team, and you don't do it around any of the facilities. Yeah. that, that's something that's inexcusable. Well, I love the rules that were put in. They call it the six key rules of the gambling policy. Number one rule, don't bet on the NFL. I, that, that's it. That's the only thing that says just don't bet on it. You know what happens? If you just follow that rule, you're probably in pretty good shape. But Stay away from anything that has ties to the league. Yeah, just cannot do that. Cannot do that. Uh, also, speaking of the NFL, the NFLPA elects Lloyd Howell as their new executive director uh, because uh, we know that uh, he's going to be taking over for Demora De- Smith uh, with an official start date, it's going to be happening in the coming weeks. But Smith was reelected to his fifth term in the position in 2021, and he said it was time would be would his would be his final term. And Howell becomes the NFLPA's fourth executive director, following Edgar V. Gene Upshaw and also Demore Smith. So they got a new PA director over there too. And I know we'll have some other things, but man, that's been flying by so far in this show. We'll have some other headlines to get into in the second hour of the show, and. Know that uh, we still have some text messages that we'll read dealing with Ryan Mallett and the remembering of him too. But we'll talk some basketball with Curtis Wilkerson of Hawksports.com on the other side of the break. Get his thoughts and opinions on what he thinks of the SEC ACC matchups, uh, the newest additions to the Razorback basketball team, and could there be some other changes to the roster coming? Well, we'll talk about that and a lot more on the other side of the break here on Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday. So stay with us. Racing Casino Resort presents the Great Arkansas Beer Festival Rock City Margarita Festival Saturday, July 22nd. Go to 1037thebuzz.com for more. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Those of us old enough to remember the UCLA dynasty of John Wooden still marvel at those legendary teams that won 10 national championships